Welcome to the Money is Emotional podcast with Christine Lukin, the Financial Dignity Coach. In this podcast, we help you recover a positive and peaceful relationship with your personal finances. We do this by bringing together wise money management with emotional intelligence. Join us for this journey where we navigate our relationship with money as Christine Lucan draws from years of experience and guest experts to help you get to the root of your money issues. Hello and welcome to Money is Emotional with your host, Christine Lucan. Christine, what's going on? Well, it is starting to get warm again down here in sunny Florida. So uh, Florida was not herself for four or five days and it was very disturbing. Well, you, when you started that <laughs> sentence, I'm like, where are you at? Because it's starting to get warm again. That's not <laughs> anything I'm experiencing right now. So that makes sense. No. That you've all to Florida. Well, well, good for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'll just be honest. <laughs> little, little Come on down. We got a spare bedroom. That's all right. Deal. <laughs> that would, uh, now we would never get any work done. You know that. So it'd be yeah, I know. All right. So today, uh, this is, uh, you've had so many great podcasts so far and today is no different, but you sent me a little bit of notes and it's kind of how to stop spending emotionally. I'm very intrigued. Yes. Well, I think this is an issue for a lot of people. And the truth is that we really can't stop spending emotionally. And that's because emotions are a part of who we are as humans. And we talked about this quite a bit in the second episode mm -hmm. about why money is so emotional. So we won't rehash that. But if you've missed that episode, I highly recommend going back and listening to that. But I don't want you to feel disheartened that you can't stop spending emotionally. Because what we can do is we can learn to manage our emotions, especially around spending, so that we're making choices now that we're also happy with later. Mm -hmm. And that's really the important thing. Yeah, I was you know, say Avoiding because... the buyer's remorse. Yeah. Okay. That's a great point because when you started that sentence off, you know, the podcast is how to stop spending emotionally. And you first start off with, we can't. I'm like, that's the end of the podcast. That's it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we can't. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> Thanks for the tips. All right. Okay. So that makes more sense. We're going to break it down. So let me ask you this. What is emotional spending? What does that really mean? Yeah. Well, you know, emotional spending is the term that we use when we feel like we are, we're making choices, especially with our spending, that aren't serving us in the long run. You know, emotional spending is, it's essentially when we use shopping to make ourselves feel better. And it might feel better in the moment emotionally, but typically it is to our long-term financial harm. Healthy spending is, you know, we're spending from our overflow, right? We're not spending money that's meant for other important financial mm -hmm. goals. We're not spending on credit. It, it's not like, oh, we shouldn't spend, right? Because, you know, I enjoy shopping. I love to spend. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when we have healthy emotional spending, that comes from a place of, peacefulness and positivity. 
unhealthy emotional spending, this comes from our negative emotions. So we're spending because we're sad, we're lonely, we're anxious, we're bored. Mm. So it's not really a matter of, okay, we have to stop emotional spending. It's really a matter of what does healthy emotional spending look like versus unhealthy emotional spending. And, you know, I find a lot of times we are acting out of these unhealthy emotions. We're not really dealing with them in a constructive way. And so instead we're distracting ourselves with shopping because that makes us feel good. And it's almost like any other thing that we use to distract ourselves with, right? It can be binging Netflix or distracting ourselves with social media. Now it, could be any variety of things, but there, you know, there are people who you know, say shopping is their quote unquote drug of choice or their distraction of choice. Well, when you can shop and have things delivered to you in 24 hours or within yes. two days, that's, uh, I've gotten that bug a little bit, you know, especially when oh, yeah. I had some business expenses that I had to, I had to pay for. I had some personal things we were buying, especially before we sold our house. There were so mm -hmm. many little things. Oh, we're going to get this. We got to get that. You know, we're moving into the new house, so we need to get this for that. I'm telling you what, packages on your doorstep are fun. I mean, <laughs> it's so much fun. Just to, oh, <laughs> you know, I got an alert from my camera. There's somebody on my porch. It's somebody giving me a box, you know, of goodies. So it feels like Christmas. Absolutely, and you can have that feeling all year round. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad thing. It's so called Amazon. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I will say this, and this is just—I feel like I'm on the therapist couch here for a moment. <clears throat> But sometimes my happy place involves food. And I'm just going to give you mm -hmm. one example. And I think that this is kind of the same thing that you're, you're talking about with the spending money. But this ties into it because, and I'm not endorsing any certain brands, but I will say them just because so people can get a visual. I have a Costco membership. I love Costco. Mm -hmm. I love the quality of Costco goods, the Kirkland brand or whatever it is. I buy ice cream bars. And if I, in the evening, you know, want to be in my little happy place for about four and a half minutes because that's about all it takes me to eat one of those. There's these little ice cream bars that I know that I will walk to my freezer, grab it, and I'm watching a show with, with the family or whatever. And, and I enjoy that, right? I enjoy that moment. But that's something that I, I purposefully will spend money on. Every time mm -hmm. I go to Costco, how's my ice cream bar? You know, how many do I have in the box? And, uh, do I need another box? Yes, I do. Or no, I don't. Right? So I think it can all be tied together. And I don't know if it's necessarily emotion. Well, I, actually it is because I already labeled it as that. It's my happy place. I do enjoy that little respite of ice cream and yeah. I'm more than willing to spend money on it. Right. Yeah. And like I said, getting those packages delivered to your doorstep, that's a little bit of a endorphin rush, right? Yeah. So I don't know if I do a ton of shopping, but yeah, there's certain things I can definitely pick out that I do. So now I want to ask you, what about you? Do, do yeah. you do emotional so, shopping and, and what is it? <laughs> yeah. The, the, well, I will say there are certain places where it's much more fun for me to shop, where I'm much more tempted. You know, for me lately, it's been my favorite store, uh, Lily Pulitzer, which you can see me right now. The dress that I'm wearing is, is from it's there. It's very nice. I, I didn't, Thank I've you. never heard of Lily Pulitzer. Is that a local? I like place to call it like it? the rich ladies in Florida wear Lily Pulitzer. Oh. And you're in Florida, so therefore. <laughs> right. So whenever I see any of the Lily Pulitzer prints, I'm like, it makes me think of tropical weather. Mm. It's um, 
it's definitely not inexpensive. You know, it is a little little pricier. I mean, it, it's not like Louis Vuitton, et cetera. But, you know, it is definitely not Target either. Got it. And it's just like whenever I walk into one of those stores or look on the website, I mean, I can find easily five to ten things that I want to buy. Mm. And so I know that as soon as those emails pop in to my inbox, I need to delete them. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't go into the store super often. It's quite a drive from my house. And so I try to go in there with intention and a spending limit. And a so right that, mindset. I mean, is that part of it? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So I can go in and I can enjoy, but you know, I'm not buying out of boredom. I'm not buying out of loneliness or anxiety. You know, I'm not trying to soothe any negative emotions. And that's really the point that I want to make. What we want to do is when emotions are running very high and very strong, especially around those negative emotions, like sadness, loneliness, insecurity, boredom, anger. I'm going to tell you an interesting story about a woman who used to, I call it rage shopping. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If we can avoid spending when those negative emotions are really loud, we're going to save ourselves a lot of money and a lot of heartache down the road. We can't do away with emotions completely. And we're going to talk about some tactics that we can use to address those emotional needs that require little to no money as well. But I had a financial planner tell me about this woman that he was trying to help her get her finances in order and she was really overspending. And they finally pinpointed her emotional spending habits her and her ex-husband had a very contentious divorce. Um, they were still co-parenting their son, and there was still a lot of animosity around that. So every time she would have an interaction with him, she would be upset. Mm -hmm. Every time that she would drop her son off and would have some sort of negative interaction with her ex-husband, she would go and buy a pair of shoes. Okay. She ended up having an entire closet full of shoes, most of which she had never worn mm -hmm. before in her life. So, you know, it doesn't matter what negative emotion it is. It's usually some sort of trigger to get us to soothe that emotion or distract that emotion. The one point I want to make, though, is that emotional spending is a habit. It's not a character trait. So I frequently hear people say, well, I'm just an emotional spender. Hmm. This is just who I am. A badge of honor. I'm just going to have to accept <laughs> it. Right. It's not a personality trait. It's a learned behavior. It's mm -hmm. a learned coping mechanism. And unfortunately, we're not taught how to properly process our emotions in a healthy way. You know, and I think you and I probably talked about this on the second episode that it's like, you know, for women, it's especially okay for women to express emotions a little bit more than it is for men. Mm -hmm. um, but still, it's almost like women are kind of 
looked down on or shamed for those emotions, right? Like, oh, women are just emotional, right? And so there's this negative tone in today's society about even expressing emotion. And so I can understand why these patterns have emerged Yeah, for people. Absolutely. Because we're taught to avoid our emotions. We're taught to suppress them or medicate them, right? Hey, if you're feeling sad, take this pill. Mm-hmm. It will help, right? If you're feeling anxious, take this pill. It will help rather than, hey, let's get to the, let's get to the bottom of these emotions. You know, instead we need to feel our emotions and we need to process them um, in a healthy way. And, you know, when people say things like, I'm just an emotional spender, we're not taking responsibility for our actions Okay, when it comes so, to our money. Yeah. So I want to bring up some, I don't want to derail you, but that brings up to me justification. We can justify yeah. anything yes. as far as spending. I've got a, a buddy of mine that his mom was a shopaholic and yeah. we know, I mean, she was putting the family into deep, deep, deep debt because Yikes. of it. five kids, I think. And she would buy them all new stuff all the time. The justification was that she didn't want them to be different than other kids at school. Where we went mm. to school was a pretty wealthy area. Where we lived was not. So we were kind of across the tracks, if you will. Right. So we all kind of grew up the same, but she spent money so that they would have the latest and greatest and could justify just about any purchase, I suppose. You know, I'd, right. I'd talk to her about it. She was an adult and I was a kid, but. You could see it because you'd walk through their house and there'd be boxes and boxes and stuff lined in the hallways, <laughs> all brand new that Yikes. hadn't even opened. So I think we can all justify how we spend. I mean, I can certainly justify some ice cream, right? Um, yes. Is that what you're? Is that what you find with folks when when they use the excuse or the explanation of "I'm just an emotional spender"? Is that just another justification for their learned behavior? Yeah, I mean, and it basically tells me that they're not ready to change because when you identify as something, it's like, this is a part of me and and it's almost like you're attached to it, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than saying I used to make poor choices with my money when my emotions were high and I'm choosing not to do that anymore. It's like, well, I'm just an emotional spender. That's just who I am. Excuse me. Yes, you. Thank you so much for listening to the Money is Emotional podcast. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, you can find us at www.christinelucan.com. And all of our social media platforms are listed in the show notes. Yeah, that's <laughs> that reminds me of something my aunt said when she was trying to justify her behavior. We won't talk about what the behavior was, but she would no. always say, I know my truth. That drove me crazy. Uh, what do you mean yeah. you know your truth? If the truth is I'm just emotional spender, that's not truth. That's just you making an excuse. I mean, that sounds harsh, but let's be realistic. You know, if yeah. you don't want to change, you can hide behind any label you want. But Absolutely. bottom line is you know, a change yeah. might be a good idea. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I think the most important thing is, you know, and let me just say that your ice cream behavior is not emotional spending. Oh, come on. That's something that, that I call 
a pleasure purchase, which we'll talk about okay. towards the towards the end of the episode. Yeah, you know, because you're not going into debt. It's not something that you regret. You're enjoying it. True, true. It, it's within your your household budget. You know, you're not going into debt to buy ice cream. At least I hope not. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Yeah, so that's probably okay. That's probably okay. Okay, I'm, but I'm when you've got somebody right who's there. that clip, I'm sending to my wife. I'm just letting you know right now. Just, <laughs> just that clip. It's okay that I get that ice cream every week or two. Yeah, but it's not like you have you know a, a trunk full of stuff that you bought at the mall that you're hiding True. from your spouse because you know you're going to get in trouble because you put it all on a credit card. But for the people who say, "Yeah, I know, I do let my emotions get the best of me when it comes to my spending." Really, what we need to do is we need to identify the root emotion that causes you to spend emotionally. So, you know, is it sadness? Is it boredom? Is it loneliness? Is it insecurity or anxiety or anger? And how can we fulfill those needs in a way that costs no money or maybe just a little bit of money. You know, so we talked about the woman who was, you know, her rage shopping and she was always buying the shoes. You know, maybe what she needed to do was when she knew she was going to drop her son off at his dad's, that she needed to pack her workout clothes and she needed to leave his house and go directly to the gym and Mm. beat the crap out of a heavy bag. Right. And take a kickboxing class or, you know, run on the treadmill, et cetera, because that would be a productive way to work that anger out of your system. For people where it's like, you know, they're just bored. It's like, well, what kind of productive hobby can we have that, you know, isn't going to put you into debt? Or maybe there's some volunteer work that you can do that's going to get you out into the community and keep you from being bored or being lonely. There was someone who I was talking to. She had a hard time. She felt like she had a hard time making friends. But the ladies at her favorite store, they were always delighted to see her. Like these (laughs) saleswomen like became her like best friends. And she would go into the store like multiple times a week. And a lot of it had nothing to do with the fact that she needed any clothes. It was like. Yeah. You know, she had created this narrative that it's hard for me to make friends, but of course these salespeople are going to be friends with you because you're always spending money and it's their job to be nice to you. You know, so it's almost like she was spending out of out of loneliness. It's like cheers, right? Yeah. You're an alcoholic. You you walk in and everybody yells norm. <laughs> norm. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. You feel like you belong. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's really about asking yourself, like, how can we fulfill this emotional need or, you know, what outlet, what productive outlet can we create for this emotion that isn't going to wreak havoc on our finances? And so I had I had one particular woman as a client. She loved to shop online. She was more of an introvert, but her shopping sprees always happened after interactions with her mother. So her mother was very uh, controlling, very opinionated. You know, anytime she would have a conversation with her mom, her mom would basically make her feel like crap, you know, for lack of a better term. And 
shopping online made her feel good. So what we decided to do was create a list of things, 10 things that made her feel good that had nothing to do with money. So that list included things like cuddling with her cats, taking a walk with her husband, taking a warm bath, calling one of her best friends. And so she had this list of things that she hung on her computer monitor Mm -hmm. because that was her favorite place to shop was on her laptop. And it said, feeling bad or sad, question mark. Try these before you shop. And she would, she taped it right there. And I'm telling you, her online purchases dropped by like 70%. Yeah, that's huge. It's a replacement behavior, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The other thing that I have people ask me is, what happens if I'm like caught up in the moment, right? And I can feel myself. Mm-hmm. Like, how do, how do we like back away from the edge? How can we redirect ourselves from these unhealthy spending sprees in the moment? And the easiest thing to do is just stop, take a deep breath, and then ask yourself, How am I feeling right now? And just like get quiet and really like feel in your body. What is that emotion? And then ask yourself, is there a better way for me to meet this emotional need? And if you're in the store, you got something in your hand, you know, just like look down at it and say, is this something that I really need? Mm -hmm. Is this something that I really want and I have the cash to pay for it? you know, then, then that's totally fine. And there are some, some hacks and some tricks that I teach people so that we can kind of circumvent these situations from happening. Use cash for your discretionary spending, mm-hmm. you know, for your fun money, because when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Right. And then you go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually going to ask you about that because I, I think that that would be a good strategy for the woman with the shoes, right? If Absolutely. she's got to take the kid over to her ex's house, leave the debit card, leave the credit cards at home. Sure, yep. you've got 20, 30 bucks for emergency cash in your purse or your wallet or whatever, just in case you need to get gas or whatnot. Who knows? Right. But that's not going to get you the shoes, right? You know, 20, 30 right. bucks. Last time I went shoe shopping with my daughter, that's yeah, not cutting. So <laughs> there, there's that piece of it. So that's my thought, just because I'm not disciplined enough not to stop at the store a lot of times, right? I, right. I, oh, I just gonna, I'm just going to look. I'm just going to take a quick look. But if I've got that debit card, well, look becomes, oh, look what's in my car. <laughs> right? So Look what I just bought. Look what I just bought. You know, I want to go show somebody. And then the, the other thing is when it's online shopping, that's so much harder because, you know, the debit card is stored on the website, Right. So when you were talking about that, the first thing I thought of was one of those old school egg timers, like the one you actually had to crank the dial, right? Uh If I'm looking and so on and so forth, I know that there's a point, I don't have an egg timer, but I could see where I could easily incorporate one or that would be a good strategy for me because what I'll do is a lot of times I'll put something in my cart and then I Mm -hmm. walk away. I don't right. complete the purchase. I put it in the cart and I walk away and I, I take some time and then I look at, you know, what are the other things that I could possibly use instead of having to buy something new or whatever 
But if you crank that egg timer and then have to carry that around and walk around with it until it didn't right. give you that hour or whatever it is, uh, I think that might be something that, that I should probably look into incorporating. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Especially having to yeah. carry it around. Well, hey, here's the thing. You've, you've got an egg timer on your phone. I know. Yeah. You've got a timer right on your but phone. I've also got Amazon like, on my phone. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that I'll tell people is don't save your credit cards or debit cards on any sites that you purchase because that, that makes you get up and go and, you know, get the yes. credit card. Physically go get my Ooh. wallet and have to get the card out of there, which yeah. I did the other day. I mean, it, it's funny because we were watching TV and, and a, a infomercial came on for some things that'll, uh, you know, help my, my wife's got some arch issues or whatever. And they had these things that they looked like they could help. So we purchased them, but I had to physically get up, go get my wallet, get the card out of there because it wasn't an online purchase. You know, it was something right. where I had to actually go to their specific website or whatever. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Anything that's going to make us get up and move could possibly yeah. move our thought process as well. Right. Yeah. Because it breaks those unconscious patterns because we had talked about 95% of the time we're running on these unconscious behavior patterns and we're not even really aware of what we're doing. And so it can become almost like a mindless habit to shop mm -hmm. as well, especially online. Um, one of the other things I'll have people do is set up a separate email account for all of like your sales emails yes. to go into and yep. then don't connect that email to your phone or your iPad or whatever. Like mm -hmm. the only way you can get it is if you go to your laptop or your computer specifically log into it. And then that way you're getting a lot less temptation via your inbox. Yeah. That's smart. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, but you know, I don't know what we can do about the Facebook ads and those kinds of things, because I'll tell you, those get me every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think, um, you know, when people first start doing this process, they're going to start catching themselves actually after it happens. Mm. They're going to be like, oh, crap, I just spent emotionally. That's actually a sign of improvement. Yeah. Because before you weren't even catching yourself. So mm -hmm. typically you start catching yourself after it happens. Then you'll start catching yourself during the process. Yeah. And then you'll start catching yourself before, before where you you're like, Oh, I know what this feeling means. I'm going to want to go shop. Yeah. I better do something else. <laughs> That's tough though, man. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm glad that you, the, the folks that are working with you and the folks that, that, are able to have this conversation. That's, that's so incredibly and vitally important because <laughs> the only time I do emotional spending or the only time I, I, I purchase something with a quick, easy justification is when I'm alone. I'll be honest. Because I mean, if I'm talking to my wife about it, she's going to, she's going to poo poo the idea. She's going to be like, ah, do we really need that? And we do that for each other, which is great. You know, yes. but when we're not together, I know she does the same thing as I do because all of a sudden there's a package on the, what's this for? Oh, well, the grandbabies needed such and such. Did they, did they really, <laughs> or did Nana? Of course they did. Eric. Exactly. Or did Nana need to get something for the grandkids? Oh my. Yeah. But God. it's really about letting your emotions subside mm -hmm. and giving yourself some space and deciding, do I really want to buy this? Do I really need to buy this? And, yeah. you know, I love the, 
you know, the technique of walking away from the online shopping cart and or, you know, going out of the store and just saying like, okay, I'm going to go walk around for a little bit. Think about, do I really want this? You know, and sometimes people say, well, oh, I can always return it. But I know so many people that have bags and boxes of stuff that they've meant to return oh, yeah. and have never returned it. And then now it's too late. Yep. Yeah. So if we can catch ourselves before it happens, that's obviously the best course of action. You know, the final point I want to make is spending is not inherently bad. Saving and spending are two sides of the same coin. You know, I think that especially financial professionals have perpetuated this myth that saving is good and spending is bad, right? And the whole point of saving money is to spend it. True. It's money that you're going to spend eventually. If you're saving for retirement, you're supposed to spend that money (laughs) once you retire, right? You know, you're saving for a new house, you're saving for a car. So, you know, I just want to eradicate the shame around spending because spending can be fun. We need both saving and spending. If you want to buy something and you have the money, that's not quote unquote emotional spending. That's healthy spending, or it's what I like to call a pleasure purchase, right? Oh, we're back to pleasure You're buying something that makes you happy. Yeah. With money that you have, you know, you're not borrowing the money. You're not putting it on a credit card. You're intentionally saying, I choose to buy this purely because it's making me happy. And that's okay. Because a lot of times I think people think, well, if I'm spending money on something smart, then that's okay or something quote unquote useful, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. But if it's on something fun, then it must be emotional spending. Got it. Let me ask you this. Do you help people to curb the behavior? Meaning in other words, they're doing a lot of emotional spending or what they feel is emotional spending. And you, you help them to recognize that, but give them that freedom of that last point that you just made by saying something to the effect of, you know, Yes, if there's something that you want to purchase that you know is going to make you happy and it feels maybe like an emotional purchase, that's okay once a month or once every other month. Or are you putting limitations on it to help them curb the overall behavior? How does that work? I just want to glimpse. Yeah, yeah. And so here's the thing. I I almost never tell people stop spending money on that Mm -hmm. because what will happen is after a certain period of time, They'll rebel against that and they'll go back to their old ways. Oh, yeah. So it's more like putting portion control around the fun stuff. So I have clients who like to go to Vegas. I have clients who spend money on expensive bourbon. I have clients who spend money on Botox. You know, so it's like, okay, you like this. This brings you pleasure. Let's see how it fits in the overall plan because you know a healthy eating plan it has room for you to have some fun in there Mm -hmm. right you can have a glass of wine you can have a little bit of chocolate or your ice cream bar i mean otherwise you're not going to stick with it for the long term so it's really about defining what are the things that are important to us what are the things that are in line with our values and how does that fit in the overall plan 
you know, yes, we want to make sure that we're taking care of the important stuff. We're taking care of our necessities. We're taking care of our long-term goals. But those pleasure purchases, they do need to be a part of their prosperity plan. All right. That makes sense. I like Absolutely. that. I like I like how you put that. <laughs> Good. Well, and, you know, I think really what we need to keep in mind is that all spending is emotional at some level. And the goal is that we're making the vast majority of our spending decisions from a place of peace and positivity and a place where we're in control. Yeah. And I think that's that's really the most important thing that people need to take away from this episode. Yeah, that that last piece right there just hit and resonated with me big time. In control. Yeah. When you're yeah. in control, that's where you're going to feel the most peace. It is, I think that emotion is better than any other emotion, right? Feeling at ease and at peace about something. Right. Even if it makes us happy at the moment, there's still some anxiety about, oh, geez, should I have done this? So right. I love that. Yeah. I love that last piece. All right. Well, again, like I brought up earlier, Christine, I, I think that one of the most beneficial things anybody can do is have somebody on their side, an advocate, uh, an accountability partner, somebody that's just going to say, look, I understand it. Let's let's yeah. talk about it. Right. And that's what mm -hmm. you do. So give people contact info in case they want to reach out and, and have a conversation with you and maybe figure out if the spending they're doing is healthy or <laughs> not healthy and what they can do about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they can go to my website, which is my name, christinelukin.com. There's a button right there to schedule a call with me, uh, or they can email me at hello at christinelukin.com. And we actually do have a freebie for the audience today. And right. that is my three-day Master Your Spending mini course. And we're going to link that up in the show notes it covers the kind of like the the highlights of the categories of where I see people overspending mm -hmm. um, and also giving them some of these emotional tools to really become mindful of their spending and so that they are being intentional, they're they're in control of their spending and they have that positivity and that peacefulness when it comes to their spending. Fantastic. Christine, this is, this is awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you. And thanks to all of our listeners. Absolutely. And of course, our last thank you is to you, the listener. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Money is Emotional podcast with Christine Lucan. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Christine comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this does actually help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Money is Emotional, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Money is Emotional podcast. To get in touch, visit our website at www.christinelucan.com or drop us a line at hello at christinelucan.com. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Christine Lucas. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. 
the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Always seek the advice of your advisor, tax professional, or other qualified financial professional with any questions you may have regarding your personal finances.